You are listening to episode 187 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the Amazon banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without actually giving us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Here's a, here's a pre-Random Vegas interesting factoid that Tony shared with us not, not long ago. When you go to Vegas on New Year's, oh, it's so awesome, right? You get to walk on the Strip and fireworks and everything. Yeah, you're confined to your casino. What did you say after, what is it, is it 10 o'clock or 8 o'clock or? 6 p.m. is when 6 p.m. You cannot go into any Las Vegas property on the Strip unless you're staying at it. Wow. That's correct. So if you leave a hotel casino that you are not actually placing your head upon a pillow within their hotel room, you cannot get back into that from typically 6 p.m. to 4 a.m. So basically, it's kind of like like when you go to the elevators and you got to show your key. Yeah. To even get into the fucking casino, you got to show your key. Like, no, 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 I'm here. 100%. That's wow. exactly it. So wow. when my wife and I went out, we kind of sort of lucked out. We had a room at Paris, which meant then that we could bounce between Paris and Bally's. But okay. otherwise, uh-uh, after 6 p.m., we couldn't get into but anything. But that's a good point because then you'd want to make sure you were staying at properties that were connected. So, for example, oh, I agree. Excalibur, Luxor, and Mandalay Bay because Boom. you can walk from all three of them. Or, or Monte Carlo, Aria, and Bellagio now. But you can't walk those. Don't you have to do the monorail? Well, you can walk from Monte Carlo to uh, Aria. I'm not sure if you can walk to Bellagio. I think you have to monorail it. Mm-hmm. I, I, and since, Mark, I think you're right, because the difference between, you know, say, Paris and Bally's is that inner walkway, which is at least what Monte Carlo and Aria right. share Same, th- same thing with uh, Mandalay, uh, Luxor, and Although Excalibur. Even, even the hallways between, especially, I think, Luxor and Mandalay, you, they could put... You know, oh, absolutely. There oh, yeah. But, yeah, Bally's, is, Bally's in, uh, in Paris is a little more connected because it's just kind of an open shopping area. I got to say, my desire to do Vegas at New Year's is nil now. And frankly, I don't blame you. My wife and I wound up spending, literally when the fireworks went off at midnight uh, Vegas time, we were in our hotel room because we had a much better vantage point from oh my God, uh, our hotel room at, at, wow. at Paris looking out over the strip than we would have been it would have been being right on the strip because it's like it's like being at um, Times Square I mean it is you right. pressed up against uh. somebody else yeah, I mean upside is it's not your wife but uh, but then you've also got not, somebody you know, pressed up against hairy, you from behind again that's hairy. not your husband <laughs> A big hairy guy named Bob with, you know, two teeth and 
<laughs> well, now, hang on, hang on. Let's not judge people that don't have teeth. At least there's no scratching. No. <laughs> there's no, no biting. They might, they might, you know, still have nails, so you could still have scratching. Karen and I made the silly mistake. I don't know how we I, we mistimed this. I'm sure if I thought about it, we, I'd probably be able to figure it out. But I, it was our honeymoon, wasn't it? Where we were in Disney for our honeymoon. And realized, uh, just it was not that it was the tenth anniversary. Because remember, we went, we were down there. For okay, years. whatever it was, we just didn't put the dates together, and just happened to be in the Magic Kingdom on Fourth on July. the Fourth of July. And like it was one of those weird things. Like you know, we had positioned ourselves relatively early. We had done what we wanted to do for the day, so we we're like, oh, again, Fourth of July. Yeah, it'd be fun. We got to check Kingdom. this out. You're thinking so it was kind of like yeah. everybody filled in around you. And I remember watching the fireworks and then looking down, like. There are a fucking shit ton of people around us. It, it was like you're saying, Tony. It was like Times Square. It was wall-to-wall people. Like, you could not move. And then when the fireworks were over and well, trying you, to get out of the park. Yeah, well, that's what oh I mean. Like, God. you started to feel it squeeze in on you as more and more people start jamming in there. And then, yeah, getting out, you're like, oh, my God, we're never doing fucking anything like this ever again. It was terrible. You know... Jen and I have done both Vegas and Times Square for New Year's one time, and I think that that's something that is worth doing, but it's worth doing literally one time. Yeah. Then you can say you've been there and you've done that, but at 38 years old, I don't know if it's worth doing again. I, scratch that. Let me amend that. At 38 years old, I don't know if it's worth even doing for a first time. <laughs> but, you know, when you're young, you're stupid. You're willing to do stupid shit. You know, you got to line up. And I kid you not, guys, we got, when we were at, um, when we were out in New York for uh, New Year's for and at Times Square, it was, I think, the Christmas of 2002 going into 2003. So we were, we were like a year and three months past September 11th and the security was just unbelievable and my understanding is they have kept it that way which is the closer you get to Times Square you go through multiple security checkpoints so you might go let's just say 50 yards for argument's sake and you'd get patted down again and you'd get wanded again and then you go another 50 yards and you get patted pat down and wanded again as you got closer the thing is though you can't leave that blockade area, meaning, so if you, for a case in point, you gotta go potty or you wanna go get a drink or whatever, if you leave that blockade area, they don't let you back in. It's it's only one way out. Mm. What At 38 years old, could you imagine this guy being like, yeah, I'm half tanked, <laughs> I've got a fifth in my bladder and I can I can get out, but I can't get back in. I gotta say, that's that's clever for New York to make sure that they're able to continue to saturate their, their sidewalks with urine. <laughs> well. Well done. Well, and I was thinking to that point, you know, you're talking about at 38, do you want to do that? Mark and I are bad enough that way with concerts. I will not go yeah. to a concert where it's, you know, general or general seating. We, we have now realized. through like two opening acts before the headliner. I, I don't know if it, I don't... <laughs> I don't want to say that it's necessarily like, oh, we're getting too old. It's like, I, I've kind of earned the right in my life that I'm like, I'm not fucking standing for this shit. I got, I've got, i made some money. Let's sit. This is bullshit. I pay for this. I'll <laughs> stand when I want to fucking stand, and we'll sit when I want to sit. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's true. If they say the uh, youth is, your youth is wasted, wasted on, on the young. young. <laughs> yep. So. Well, all right, kids, let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen, and I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. Before we do Random Vegas, I'm going to apologize up front. The little bastards at Disney uh, diseased me. 
So uh, there's going to be some coughing from time to time. I'm still still working on this. Uh... Treasure Island's Cirque show, Mystere, was originally planned for Caesar's Palace with a Greek and Roman mythology theme. We got that from at Vital Vegas. That sounds infinitely more interesting than Mystere. Mystere is the thing of nightmares. <laughs> oh, it still would have been the theme of the thing of nightmares, just with a Greek and Roman theme. Yeah, but you could have wrote me in on that. I, I, I like mythology. That's a thing that I'm into. If, if people haven't caught onto that, even even fake mythology, a la Assassin's Creed. Wait, 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 wait. Tell me about real mythology, then. What do you mean? Well, you you said something about fake mythology, and so I wanted to know about true so, mythology. So think about it's the all, first part it's of all that word. Mythology. Okay, all right. Well, fair enough, Tony. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I mean, there there's there's mythology that people actually believed for a period of time, and then there's mythology that people have straight up said, "Hey, we just made this up to entertain you." Oh, so like like Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. Star Wars, Seth's Creed, Star Trek, all, all fantasy, so, so basically. So you're saying basically um, that you do believe in mythology, even the more recently made up stuff. I enjoy, enjoy mythology. Not believe, the, the mythology that some stupid people believed in and the mythology that we, we all openly know is, is just for entertainment purposes. But you find it entertaining. Okay. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, all of it's fun to me. Oh, that's awesome. That stupid people believed in, you know, all of those Greek people. <laughs> Greeks, the Romans, the Mesopotamians, the Egyptians. There are leagues and generations of idiots. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Well, then, fine, let's roll into Twit Pick of the Week. It's on, and this shit's about to get real, are the first two things that come to mind when I saw this week's winner. Brought to you by at JL Shield. Or Shield. Shield? I'd go with Shied since there's no L. Terrible. Yeah, I, I don't know why I went with Shield. Whatever. Looking at it, I hear monks ominously chanting and musical instruments slowly building to a crescendo. The adrenaline starts pumping because the sun is going down while the lights are coming up at Vegas properties on the Strip. It's like when you're at a concert, the opening acts are done, and the lights just went down because the band you came to see is actually coming on the stage. If this picture doesn't make you wet, you must be going through the change because this sexy motherfucker is known as the Vegas Strip and it's turned on, so why aren't you? <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to lie. That description is actually better than the picture itself. So <laughs> I have to admit, because I, I actually read ahead a little bit today and I was reading the, the monologue and I'm like, I can't see this picture. And I'm like, meh. <laughs> I don't. I like what he's Sorry, JL Shade or Shade Shade, whatever. It is. <laughs> Sorry, look, guy. I don't. I don't disagree. It is a beautiful picture. I looked at it and I thought, oh, that is. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's. You're right. That's exactly kind of that dusk setting where the the sun's going down, so the lights automatically start turning on. Yeah. And it, it it's it's a gorgeous view. I have to assume he must have maybe done like a uh, like a helicopter ride or something. To, yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like definitely. Yeah. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter. Let's move on to the news. So there are some updates to the 360 Vegas Vacation 3. We are pleased to announce 
that the plaza will be the official host property of the downtown events at 360 Vegas Vacation 3. And that means day one is set in stone, or I mean as much as anything in Vegas gets set in stone. So day one will be Sunday, May 15th. We're starting at 4 p.m. We're going to meet at 3535 Bar at Link. That's for you, buddy, right there. That, that bar we knew was going to be in Link. We just didn't know where, but we know that Tony loves 3535 because they have booze, like, like the good stuff. Karen. Guess what? We hate bar 3535 now. Why? Uh-oh. So my wife and I went out that sweet spot between Christmas and New Year's when it's dead and they're offering all sorts of free shit for you to come out. Yeah. Bar 3535 no longer comps their cocktails unless you're a diamond or seven star member. So remember when you and I and Alistair played video poker and we were yeah. drinking those really expensive drinks for two bucks a piece? That ain't a thing anymore. God damn it. God damn it, Tony. God damn it. I know. I know. I know. But Joey Gibson was sending us all sorts of amazing beers from the tag bar. I was just going to say that. I'm like, all right, we're completely redoing it right now. We're going to tag because I know there will be fucking a shit ton of types of beers at fucking tag. Yeah. Spot on. And, and listeners... Please don't tweet in and tell me that when you were at bar 3535 back in January or February or March or any month between January and November and tell me that you could get those cocktails for $2 because I was there in December and the bartender said, unless you are a diamond or a seven star member, and he pointed to the cocktail menu that sits on the bar, which is those very nice book and stage-esque drinks. He said, I cannot comp you those unless you are a diamond or seven star member. And I did a little bit of homework and I reached out to a few folks in particular, uh, no less than the Edge Vegas guy, and, and nobody could confirm for me that the bartender was wrong with what he told me. Mm. So I was going to do a clean, like, like replacement, but that was just far too quality information. So I still want, like, the desire still in me to do it, but I'm still going to leave it all that quality information that you just gave us. So, so here we go, here we go, here we go. But here's the deal. Oh. Nothing changed. Things could change between now and, and May. Yeah, but I'm not going to be there until May, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it right now. We're okay. fucking going to tag. 4 p.m., we meet at Tag Bar at Link. I can't wait. Ah, Tag Bar, that's quality right there. Right. 6 p.m., the limo picks us up at the Link Pork Ashore, and that's going to be brought to you by Earth Limo. Those of you who enjoyed our, our the deuce, we, uh, <laughs> we Earth, Earth Limo is who we, uh, who we had as the official limo service, and they are, they're also accommodating us this time. I don't understand what you meant by for those that, that appreciate the deuce. Uh, uh, 360 Vegas Vacation 2. I was trying to avoid saying all of that, but then you you oh, forced sorry. me. sorry. Yeah. You say deuce and I automatically, like, well. I knew exactly. I knew I knew where you were going you with it, Tony. I was trying to avoid the poop joke, but you, you refused to allow it to die. But I love you regardless. I, I've had cocktails. 7 p.m., dinner at Pizza Rock. Mm. 8.30 p.m., we kind of got a dual thing going on here. Here's how we're going to play this. That might be a little too close together. An hour and a half. Th with this group? It's pizza. Yeah. yeah. It's no, an hour and a half is going to be fine. We did that. Listen, I thought the same thing, and I did an hour and a half for for Nacho Daddy at at this at the sequel at the Deuce, and it uh it, it worked out fine. Call it the sequel. That's better than the Deuce. The sequel. The see, deuce, the problem is, is this is also a sequel. But this is also a sequel. That's the problem. Like Trey. 
I don't want to call it Trey. I'm just going to say 360 Vegas Vacation 2 because this is way too much in fucking debate. (laughs) Okay, so 8.30. This is a bit of a twofer. Those of us who are interested in the Vice Lounge online event of cigars will be going straight to Vado's at Binion's, while everyone else will be going to the Beer Garden at Plaza, and then we'll all converge together. Once we get our cigars, we'll meet out there. Beer Garden's obviously got an outdoor patio. We'll get to enjoy it. So that way, those of us enjoying smokes will still be away from those who aren't or who do not like anything to do with, with, with those that, that are smoking. And, and those that, you know, there's integration and then there's, there's separate but equal. Separate but equal. <laughs> Awesome. So, 1960 call. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of in a zone with being racist. I don't know, or at least at least stereotypical racism. Is I'm I'm in a. I'm, that's something you should be proud of. Yeah, but it's one of those played out stupid things that it's like, oh, are you upset about this? Okay, well, I don't like you, so I'm glad that you're upset Did you with this. Hear what the main governor said. No. God, that was amazing. No, I missed this. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of paraphrase. He was at some place talking about the heroin crisis in Maine. Apparently, they've, they've got a huge heroin problem there. Well, you and, do live in Maine, so. Well, what he's saying is that a lot of it is coming from out-of-state drug dealers. And so his comment was something along the lines of, you've got out-of-state drug dealers named <laughs> Big D, Skinny, and I don't know, throughout some other gangsta name. I don't know. And then he said... And usually they impregnate young white girls before they leave. Nice, nice. And he said... Like, yeah, these are just factual statements. <laughs> he, he said that... Um, so first off, he said that they were accusing him of assuming the drug dealers were Hispanic. And he goes, I don't know what they are with those names. They can be Hispanic, black, Asian, I don't know. Nice! <laughs> but not white! Yes! And, but not white. And then he said, well, I was, you know, talking off the cuff, and my my, my brain... <laughs> my racism thinking, just kind of spilled out. No, no, no. What he said was he meant to say young Maine girls, not young white girls. But if you, if you looked at their... <laughs> their census information, they have the largest white population of any state in the country. Well, and I'm sure, like, some so, of these things just lend themselves to sound racism. I, like, I, I oh, assure... He's, he's like, you guys are just looking for something. If I if I had, hadn't said it, or if I just said it the way I meant to, you wouldn't even be talking to yeah, me. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Like, he's going, listen, listen, I live in fucking Maine. When I see... Listen, it glares when it isn't somebody just glowing yeah. white. You know, it is fucking crystal clear. These bitches be translucent. <laughs> Well, if that's the case, they should have no trouble identifying the drug dealers because they're going to be some other I know, right, uh, right? ethnicity other than white. Yeah. So, you know, just round up all the non-white <laughs> folks and ship them out, and that'll take care of your heroin problem. All that's right. I'm sure he's thrilled to be associated with this, <laughs> with the conversation we just had. Back to us going to the Beer Garden at Plaza, one of the first uh, events that they're going to host. During that time, you're going to have the opportunity to meet the CEO of Plaza. He's going to come and, uh, and introduce himself to, to all of you. His name is Jonathan Giselle, and he's fucking awesome. <laughs> Your new buddy. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. All right, so then at 10 p.m., we've got Group Craps, a separate craps table just for us, $5 limits, exclusive to 360 Vegas Vacationers, as well as slot races at Plaza. We are really excited to share the rest of our plans and expect to be sharing a lot more confirmed compart- partners, partners, confirmed partners in February. 
Uh, it's we've been waiting for this this check down here. Some people get fussy about giving fucking reservations a year in advance when I come up with these ideas. <laughs> so February seems to be the majority of everyone's uh, the earliest you can put in shit like this. So we, we, we're super excited to be working with Plaza on this. And uh, yeah, what do you guys think of this? Kudos, kudos to him. I, to you me? know, you and I were talking <laughs> offline about how. He's really taking a page out of Derek Stevens' book of being right down on the casino floor, shaking hands, wanting to know what gamblers think. Are they happy with their experience? Are they having a good time? Uh, it, it just harkens back to what I believe would be or are the true glory days of Vegas when you had individuals out on the casino floor wanting to know what their customers think about their experience. I, I, I couldn't be more excited. This is... Kudos to you, Mark. Quite frankly, kudos you. to you. Thank this you. is this is a big get for you, and I I, I hope that the rest of the listeners are uh, equally as impressed. I I am excited to introduce you to a person that I imagine most people don't know, and I'm 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 very proud of Jonathan for kind of jumping on this. It, it was one of those things where I. I knew of him. I, I had kind of paid attention to him and reached out to him kind of on a fluke. And the man replied right to me, which I, I knew to be common. This is the kind of guy that gets on chat rooms and whatever and reads the comments of his of, of people who have been there and will even reply to him. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to reach out to this guy. He's been amazing. This guy is fantastic. I cannot wait to introduce you to him. And, and the fact that he pays tribute to Derek is not only says something about him, but says something about Derek, too. Let's hope more people pay attention to, to what both of these gentlemen are doing, because there's something to be said about having, you know what it's kind of like, this just occurred to me, it's kind of like a house party. You're going to somebody's house, you know, did you get sick on the fucking food, did you have a great time, was it, you just, you went there, you had a good time. And, and however it played out, you, you just you had a good time. I think that was a horrible analogy. I don't know. It was a horrible analogy. <laughs> For a second, I'm like, oh, this is going to work. And then as the words were coming out of my mouth, I'm like, this is terrible. This well, is no, terrible. and I, I do think, again, what's exciting about this is, especially for folks, well, and, and as downtown continues to revitalize itself and the casinos continue to reinvest and reinvent themselves, I think this is an exciting trend that you're starting to see. I, I think that after so many years of the strip properties being, you know, getting consolidated and realistically now you've only got three major players down there, right, but they're right. all owned by it's very corporations. Impartial. It, yeah, it's big, very yeah. impersonal. Um, I think what's neat about what Derek and um, Jonathan are now doing downtown is they're going back to this, you know, single casino owner, like Tony said back in the day, that um, takes pride in their establishment. They want to meet their customers. And I, I think it's really, it gives folks an opportunity to, because this guy, Jonathan, he's our age. And it's impressive, yeah. the business that he's in charge of and what he's No, doing. it's not. It makes me wonder what the fuck have I been doing for <laughs> Well, yeah, that's your initial gut reaction. And then when you stop and think about it, stop being jealous. <laughs> Shut up, Karen. When psychos attack... In the week leading up to Christmas, a 24-year-old woman by the name of Lakeisha Holloway was observed via video surveillance driving slowly amidst Las Vegas Boulevard traffic. The camera then shows her accelerate 
turn onto the sidewalk in front of Planet Hollywood, and proceed to mow down pedestrians all the way down to Bally's some 200 yards away when the vehicle was stopped after hitting a light pole. That isn't 100% confirmed. I've read multiple reports where that happened and that didn't happen. Well, that she hit the light pole or that she... Well, no, no. She plowed over all that fucking area. It's whether she hit the light pole or not. Okay. Yeah. Her rampage resulted in hitting 35 people with her car, one of which was killed. It was actually rumored that one was stuck under the vehicle and dragged for like 100 yards. I'm doing it as a side thing because that's another thing I couldn't get confirmed. That sounded a bit sensationalized. She did all this while her three-year-old child was in the back seat. But the kid was unharmed, as was the driver. That's what we're concerned about right now. While the video has not been released to the public, it is said that it is clear most of the victims had no idea what was going on when they were hit. I guess that's a silver lining, right? Yeah, you can't see it coming. You don't brace for it. Jesus Christ. After she was done driving on the sidewalk or hit the light pole, whatever it was, the driver turned back onto the road, headed east on Flamingo, and drove away. However, came to her senses, pulled into the Tuscany Hotel and Casino, and told the valet to call the police because she just hit several people on the strip. After speaking with Holloway, police informed the press that they didn't believe drugs or alcohol were to blame, citing instead mental instability. Later in the... Isn't that more terrifying than anything. Yeah. Like, if somebody at least gets all fucked up, like, you fucking idiot, you got all fucking drunk, she'd be like, no, 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 she's just fucking out of her mind and snapped. Crazy. Yeah. Later in the week, more details emerged. Holloway is from Oregon, arrived in Vegas about a week before, and had been living in her car with her kid. She also had been driving on a suspended license, although that's really just more of a footnote of interest. While not explaining why she drove onto the sidewalk and hit people, Holloway did inform police that she was stressed by her inability to find a place to sleep in her car because security guards ran her off everywhere she tried. That eventually had her in traffic on the strip, which was, quote, a place she didn't want to be. Toxicology reports came back showing traces of marijuana. However, it couldn't be confirmed if the usage was recent or in the past since traces can linger in the body for days and in some cases, months. And considering marijuana is legal for recreational use in Oregon and medicinal use in Nevada, it isn't even clear if the consumption was illegal. Holloway will enter her plea in court January 20th. The accused is facing one count of murder, a count of child abuse, and a list of others that has yet to be detailed. The child has been taken and put into protective custody. Now, to make the story even weirder, apparently Lakeisha Holloway is or was somewhat of a success story. A video surfaced from 2012 put out by the POIC, which stands for Portland Opportunities Industrialization Center, an organization that promotes reconnecting alienated at-risk youth affected by poverty, family instability, and homelessness with a high school education, career training, and guidance until they reach the age of 25. As a side note, Holloway is 24. Lakeisha is one of the individuals featured in the promotional tool as an example of the program's success. I know. I, I, I heard about this story. I was shocked by the story. Um, I've been to the Tuscany. I didn't know that they had valet parking. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the shocking that thing. Was, right? That was surely the shocking thing. Like, so I don't know what's wrong with me. 
that <laughs> no one's ever offered to park my car before. But, um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> duly noted, Tuscany. I know, right? All I got to do is tell you I've mowed down some people. Can you take my car? <laughs> no, no, no. Didn't say take the car. Just said call. Oh, it's a good point. Yeah, just get attention. Yeah, I just want to borrow that too. Yeah. There's not well, much. Well, the question was, was it really valet or was it just a bunch of guys standing out front of the casino? Right, saying it out. In her story, she's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I saw the valet. Right, the RJ was being very polite. Like, the like what what I didn't tell you is the, quote, valet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, this is a monstrous tread. You know what the fucked up thing is? Who amongst us in your life has not at some point been so frustrated you're like, fucking bow over all these people? <laughs> and the fact uh, that some psycho actually did it <laughs> that's wow wow it was funny i was reading the, the report following up when she made her first court appearance which i don't understand why you make a court appearance but you're not gonna actually actually tony would probably explain this so is how you how you could make a court appearance so you have a lawyer but, but you're but you're not actually entering your plea i don't understand the point of actually showing up other than they did clarify do you understand what you know why why you're in prison right now and why why you're gonna be going to maybe it's really just to to suss out whether this person is is there which apparently in the initial conversation or consultation or court appearance or whatever it she she's there she knows what's happening she just kind of apparently snapped it, it kind of cracked me up that they were like she did appear distressed like oh oh did the woman that mowed over people for 200 yards appear distressed in court hmm that's troublesome you know, I've I've looked at this case, I've looked at the the situation, and I've come to the realization that if she were Bradley Cooper in a police car driving next to the Riviera, everyone nice. would be like, "Oh, isn't that cute?" Nice. Isn't that cute? No, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. I love that. I like that. Uh, to, for the for the folks that hate legal lounge, let me go ahead and indulge you in some legal speak. <laughs> <laughs> what she showed up for was something called. An arraignment. An ah, arraignment is yeah. nothing more than the formal reading of the charges on the record, stating exactly what it is that she's being charged with. And that ba that's based on what's called habeas corpus. It's the idea that if you get arrested for something, you have a constitutional right to know what it is that you're being held for. So it's kind of your official list of like, hey, FYI, this is what you're up against. And if you think yeah. about it, before you enter a plea, you need to have time. You got to have time to think about. Holy exactly. fuck! Exactly. So right. this is what they're charging with. So do I think I have a defense? Should I put a plea? Should I fight it? What should I do? Yeah, that's you, they have to have a. The second he time. said it, I'm like, duh! I knew that. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you did know that? Well, the funny thing is, is now I can blame all of the news organizations out there because I could not get a definitive list of of what she was up for charges for, which is complete bullshit. Because if she made her first appearance in court, she's fucking aware of what they all are. Well, she <laughs> is, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's public record. No, it is public record. That's why she went to court. All of that shit's public record. Sometimes he, judges he, conceal it. He's he's kind of right, Karen. I let that <laughs> one go. I just I just let that one go. Let's, let's move on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this one's a psycho. Let's let's move on to more fun things. Like Virgil's barbecue at the link. I don't know anything about this, but Edge Vegas, who is formerly known as East Coast Gambler, is very aware of this and is a big fan. He's reporting that New York's Virgil's Real Barbecue is opening a location at the Link Promenade this summer 2016. No word exactly where it will be, but it will be pretty close to Link's pool because it will have a patio connected to it as well as two other outdoor spaces. 
It will also span 14,000 square feet, offer private dining of up to 300, and feature live music nightly. You know, see, here's the thing that's starting to bug me about live music nightly. It fucking seems like everything at <laughs> almost every place has live music. And uh, Tony, I go to these places. It's not live music. It's not there. Liars. Virtual barbecue already. <laughs> you shouldn't laugh. That wasn't funny. <laughs> Virtual. Oh, don't worry. I didn't. No, <laughs> it was, that was clear. I just wanted to worry. I, I wanted to acknowledge that not only did you not laugh, but I was aware you didn't laugh. <laughs> Virgil's Barbecue already has locations in New York and the Bahamas, and it's run by the same folks behind Carmine's family-style Italian restaurant at Caesar's Palace. All right, so I've got just a brief comment to make about this, and that is to say that when my wife and I went out to Vegas like a week and a half ago, mm. we ate at Carmine's Ooh. at Caesar's Palace. Okay. It, not only is it wonderful, knowing that they're associated with this Virgil's Barbecue makes me actually want to try a restaurant at the Really? Yep, 100%. That's awesome. See, that's fucking, that's the kind of shit you get on this show. You get that kind of information right there. Yep. I, I, I went out, my uh, brother-in-law came with us. He was just as happy as, uh, with the Carmine's experience. I can't wait to try this Virgil's. That that very well is likely going to make it to the top of my uh, 360 Vegas. Wow. But to Danny Tanner clipboard, a fun trip. <laughs> so, Mark, tell me about the Cosmopolitan changes. Cosmopolitan's new ownership group wasn't bluffing when they said they intended to invest money in the property. But Vegas reported on the opening of Cosmopolitan's new bar and lounge, Clique, replacing the much-loved book and stage. Is that Cleek or Click? Cleek, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's a stupid oh. name is the point. I, I think, no, I, I I think it does matter, and I think you should probably call it Click, since that's how you spelled it. And that makes more sense than Cleek. Yeah, but Cleek. but Cleek sounds like the pretentious bar that would be no, in Vegas. No, Click sounds like the pretentious bar that Whatever, would be in Vegas. Whatever, they're all fucking stupid. Whatever, okay. yeah. Now I Now I want to know what it is so I can intentionally mispronounce it. <laughs> I, I'm irritated at that point. It's located not far from its new high-limit slot area featuring their, quote, exclusive fast-pay technology that allows large jackpots to be paid out at the machine without an attendant. Vegas Eater is reporting that a 2,000-square-foot Starbucks will open at the back of the property, expected to cost $1.2 to build. If you want to say something sarcastic, you have to say it into the microphone. Well, I don't know if you didn't want me to interrupt, but, yeah, we said another Starbucks. I'm like, hooray, yeah. this is what we need in Vegas. Yeah. Another one. <laughs> this will be in addition to the two Vabene cafes they have on site. The property will be opening a new sports book right off the strip, in the location, they've attempted to open about a dozen things that haven't caught on, including the EA Sports Bar. I think the, the current little giant Hello Kitty thing there. All Saints Retail Store is being remodeled to make room for a new dining concept next door to it. The High Limit Talent Club will get a $750,000 expansion. And restaurants, New York's Beauty in Essex, Japanese restaurant Zuma, and organic juice bar, quote, the Juice Standard, are all coming in 2016. Listed under the heading, things we actually want details on, but we're not given any, <laughs> something called Egg Slut, a breakfast-only restaurant based out of LA, is expected to open 2016. Egg Slut was such a popular food truck 
that it eventually became a food stand in LA's Grand Central Market. I just love the way you say it. You don't, you don't just say, you know, egg slut and let it roll. You're like, egg slut. I adore <laughs> this name. And everything I have read, I'll stand in line for an hour to eat this shit. <laughs> Actually, I've heard, and I know I've seen the owners of the food truck on some Food Network show. I've heard phenomenal things yeah. about that that truck and the stand. So I am the, the yeah. article I read said the CEO or some the head of food and beverage, whatever it was, some some, some major guy that makes decisions at Cosmopolitan, stood in line for half an hour to get one, ate it, then got back in line to get another one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It's uh, I am fucking thrilled about that, and that name is epic. <laughs> I know that phrase gets overused. Egg slut? Fucking seriously. Egg slut. That is awesome. <laughs> and Lastly, Cosmopolitan announced they are doing a million-dollar renovation and expansion of the Chandelier Bar. Concerned about all the changes going on at your favorite Vegas property? Well, don't be. Cosmopolitan reported their first ever profitable quarter in their five-year experience with their new ownership group. As soon as they said expansion, when I first read it, it was a million-dollar uh, renovation to the chandelier bar. I'm like, so they're cleaning the chandeliers. Is what you're telling me? <laughs> is what what it boils down to. But the expansion that makes perfect sense to me. That thing I I've said it before, especially since Rio got rid of their masquerade in the sky show, a, a, as if that needed to happen. But I think chandelier bar is hands down one of the top five things you must see if you've never been to Vegas before. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. I I looked up the uh, egg slut menu. <laughs> and so most of it is based on sandwiches. They, have they are, sandwiches yes. like the bacon, egg, and cheese, the gaucho, and all this kind of stuff. But under specialties, they have something called a slut, <laughs> which is a coddled egg on top of smooth potato puree poached in a glass jar topped with gray salt and chives served with slices of baguette. Yummy. You know what's funny? I read that. I know the exact thing you're talking about. And I thought about including that specifically for you. What cracks me up is I didn't. You researched it, found it, and you're like, oh, I want that. Like, going, once again, proof that Egg Slut at Cosmopolitan could could possibly become the secret pizza junior. Yeah. (laughs) So, Hyde Lounge and um, the Arena Edition? Yeah, it's being reported that SBE will open a Hyde Lounge nightclub, bar, and restaurant inside the new Las Vegas Arena, opening in April of this year. It will be an 18,000 square foot space located near the top of the arena and will have two platforms that extend over the arena seating. SBE has similar locations in the Staples Center in LA and American Airlines Arena in Miami. Speculation is that, like the aforementioned locations, this version of Hyde Lounge will only be open when the arena is hosting events. As a reminder, the NHL has not approved Las Vegas for an expansion hockey team, although they haven't declined them for one either. But that does seem kind of like a ballsy thing to be like going, no, 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 for rodeos and concert events, that's when we're going to be open. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the rodeos. Concert events, maybe, but... <laughs> but still. That, that's pretty ballsy to, to build something like it. Oh, I guess you're not really staffing it unless you've actually got well, anybody yeah. in there, but it's still... I mean, you're investing the money to build a huge space, which is one thing, but... Um... Which could remain predominantly dominant, or uh, dor- dormant. <laughs> dominant. Ooh, it's going to be dominant, dormant. It's, it's going <laughs> to dormant, right dominantly dominant. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be dominantly dormant. <laughs> dormant. Wow. Stop. <laughs> oh, so tell me about people being uber mad. 
Apparently, Uber drivers aren't as psyched about the huge discounts they are offering in the Vegas market to promote the brand as we are. In an attempt to promote the brand, which I already aforementioned, previously spoke of and said again, in a new... <laughs> Hang, hang on, wait. If you listen real carefully, you can actually hear the woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wiley Coyote, try it again. In an attempt to promote Uber in the new market, they cut prices by an additional 30%. However, that 30% didn't come off the Uber's fees, came basically off the money that the drivers made. So they basically took a 30% pay decrease. In retaliation, Uber drivers have threatened to silently protest by ignoring customer pings during busy lines, or times lines, because there would be lines if there were times. This is bad. <laughs> wow. Uber clarified that the price reduction is only temporary, and they're doing it simply to promote the brand in the market. No word if drivers will actually follow through with their threat. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they won't. <laughs> Because it's a great threat, but ultimately, you can either take a 30% pay cut or a 100%, 100%. pay cut. <laughs> nice. I get where they're coming from, but this is business, you fucking retards. No, but this is business. Hold on. There is something to be said by... I know, I know exactly where you're going, contractors, and I agree. But for the company to say, hey, we're offering this 30% discount, and, and of course, anytime you do a marketing thing like this, the intent is to get new customers, gain attention. And I'm sure their thought is if we can drive more customers in and get more business, then that'll balance out the 30%. Right, right. But to, to not reduce your fees at all and to just have this completely taken off of the drivers, and I don't know if they have a say in the rates or if Uber just gets to set those or what, but that seems a little shitty on Uber's side. I agree. I agree, which is also why I wanted to report it because we, we've, spoke, we've, we've spoke pro Uber and I, I did want to kind of throw that out there because I, I'm, I'm, I, I believe all of us are very pro business, and and I did think that I'm like, what are you talking about? You're trying to promote your brand, but like, yeah, but you gotta fuck over your fucking people to yeah. do it. Like, split the cost, Dick. Split the cost. I'm looking forward to this particular topic, Billy Manzel in Vegas. I'm glad you're looking forward to it. As many of you know, Karen and I are Cleveland Browns fans, and anyone yes, feel bad for us. Yeah. And anyone who follows the NFL know, and those of you that don't, just either fast forward or saddle up. <laughs> Since we've returned to the NFL in 1999, after ass blaster Art Modell stole the team and relocated it to Baltimore, we have been the most embarrassing franchise since the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pre-Tony Dungy. Most glaring is the fact that we've had more starting quarterbacks than we've had years back in the league in a desperate attempt to end that cycle and in opposition to so many, I've vocally supported the attention-seeking young quarterback since we drafted him in, I don't know, two years ago. That ended last week. In the middle of the week, Johnny Manziel reported concussion symptoms to the team sufficient enough that he was placed in the league's concussion protocol and announced that he would not be able to play in the team season finale. However, on Saturday, Manziel did not report for team practice and was unable to be reached via phone. Later that day, he was spotted at MGM Grand in a blonde wig, mustache, glasses, and a hoodie. Obvious to everyone that this person was wearing a disguise, he was ID'd basically everywhere he went. And at the blackjack table he sat down to, once the dealer saw who he was, they announced to everyone who could hear, 
We've got Johnny Manziel with us tonight. In what can only be described as a childlike attempt to cover his tracks, that same night he posted a photo of him and his dog on Instagram with the location listed as Avon, Ohio, where he lives, or in the vicinity of his location. It was later reported that, referring to himself, oh, this, we're back in Vegas by the now. He's not in Ohio when he posted that. That was bullshit, just yes, in case you didn't realize bullshit. that. So now we're back in Vegas. It was later reported that, referring to himself as Billy, he requested that his room be comped because he didn't bring enough cash and didn't want to use his credit card. No word from the Cleveland Browns if they will cut or trade him, but NFL insiders say the Browns organization are, quote, so done with Johnny Manziel. Karen's hated him from day one. I've defended this fucking kid. I, I'm done. I'm done. It, it's connected to Vegas. He's an attention hog piece of shit. I just go away. So I, I want to add a couple other textures to the story that sure. are kind of floating out there. So the first thing is what surfaced later was that apparently Johnny was in Cleveland at least Saturday morning because the public records have been posted that he was cited for driving with expired plates at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday in North Olmsted, Ohio, which the direction that he was going eastbound would be likely the quickest route from his house to the Browns team facility. But the Browns team facility is also only about a five-minute drive to the Cleveland airport. Right. So he very easily so could have been going to either. Well, yeah, but he could have gotten the citation in the morning and hopped on a plane and been on, you know, in Vegas. And again, you got the time change going from the East Coast, so he would have picked up, you know, four hours. Well, for those of you that don't know, yes, he wasn't going to play in the game. Yes, he was. He was in this concussion protocol. However, it is still league and team yeah. uh, required that you report in. Uh, you're, you have a medical condition, right. a serious one. And that's the thing. You need he to fucking report, report in. All, they need to find out what's going on. Are you okay? What are your symptoms now? Is everything good? And not only did he not report, he was unreachable. Right. In a fucking world where this idiot yeah. posted two fucking videos of him doing shit. One that got his ass benched. And the other of which they were like, yeah, just fucking play, you goddamn He's idiot, just, just an play. Embarrassment. And then the, the other rumor that's kind of tagging on there and what everyone's saying that the conspiracy theorists are that because Dallas originally had been ahead of... What, they wanted the to draft. draft him. And Jerry Jones really wanted to draft him. And, and he, he was, listened to other folks and yes. then they, they didn't, they passed over him. And supposedly Jerry Jones has said many times that he wishes he never would have, or he would have drafted him. The conspiracy theorists theorists right now are saying that you know Jones has been in contact with Manziel the whole all of this year and basically said look if you keep fucking up uh, you know off the field and all this kind of stuff like fuck up so bad that the Browns are going to be sick of you and cut you I'll pick you up and then you know you'll actually be yourself and play really well and you'll be a star here in Dallas yeah that's, me, that's what the rumors are let, let, like. let me tack onto that if that's true first of all it's not like they would ever bust Jerry Jones Jerry Jones is going to get away with whatever the fuck he wants to get away with well, I don't know but, how they'd prove it but if it were true that is in direct violation with with the the league organization because he's tampering. He's tampering with a player with another team. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. So, okay, Tony, wake up. We're done talking about sports. All right. So there are some wind renovations. Going yeah. <laughs> in addition, it was. Oh, I did this in the wrong order. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I reorganized some of these things. <laughs> It was revealed by Vegas Eater that plans are being finalized for Wynn Plaza, a dining shopping experience 
that will be located just off Las Vegas Boulevard in front of the Wynn entrance. I'm going to go out on a limb and say everybody who has any green space on their property close to the Strip, they're going to build something there. So you can spend money at... Probably. No exact location was noted other than to reference the property's, quote, front door. In addition, construction on... I knew this was coming one day. Construction on a miniature Bellagio fountain-type show is underway at the front of the property. Vital Vegas is reporting and or encouraging a rumor that says Wynn is in the final stages of a plan to build a third property on the Strip. I don't understand why he's waited this long. I agree with Frankly. Well, to do something out front. I do know why. Because he thought it was something that, uh, of the three properties that, you know, Mirage, Treasure Island, and Bellagio, that had his original concept of having a major attraction on, on the Strip will draw people in. He thought the whole show that he has on, on that mountain would draw people into the property. And that didn't work. <laughs> Shocker. Right. That's, and, and frankly, have have either of you seen that quote-unquote mountain show? We, we have the sat at, yeah, we, we sat at S, what is it? S, SW. 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 And, and seen it, but we weren't there for the show. And, and the funny thing is, is every time we go, it's always on the list to do. We just never get around to doing it. And, and that's the problem because you've got to hike your way back. It's different when you just walk down the strip and something's right there. And then it draw. I, I agree with his original assessment. Put something there, you'll draw me into the property when it's over. Don't make me go into your property to go see something. Well, and to boot, for what it's worth, Jen and I have eaten at SW a couple of times, and we've seen the show. Yeah. You know, each time it is not worth paying <laughs> to eat at SW. I mean, eat at SW because it's a quality right, steakhouse, right. and you're at the win. Right. The side, the everything going on uh, along the side of the mountain is uh, kind we, of filler. Time. We saw them warming up when we were there, and I've seen the show on YouTube. It's terrifying. It when is, the frog comes up, the whole thing is terrifying. The faceless person that stands up and then they project a face on it that couldn't be more disfigured. It's just the whole thing is terrifying. Yeah, it's it's like I said. Go eat at SW, enjoy a beautifully wonderful steak dinner, and then be like, oh, okay, I'm glad I, I, I this is super. We, we just paid $100 a person to, to watch that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but a little bit of trivia, a little bit of trivia. That is where I proposed to my bride. What? Yes, it is. We were sitting outside. We were sitting along the, you know, where the lake is. And I, this is, this is actually a really good story. So... I, you know, I've known my wife since I was mm, about 17 years old, which would have made her about 12 at the time. <laughs> oh, that's just wrong. Creepy. It's say hey, if there's grass on the field. <laughs> so, uh, no, no, no. I, I have been friends with her brother. That was that. That's kind of the backstory behind it all. But yeah, I'll tell you what. At three sixty Vegas Vacation Three, together. I will give the actual true, the truly the backstory of all of it. But to cut to the chase, I proposed to my wife when we were at SW out on the veranda overlooking this, you know, terrible show. And when I <laughs> when I gave her the ring. Two wonderful things happened at the exact same time. I presented the ring 
upside down in the case because it did not have a flat bottom to it, so you didn't actually know what was the top. <laughs> At the exact same time that the waiter came out and delivered our uh, dessert right underneath her face, so she had a ring and cheesecake in her face literally at the exact same time. Nice fucking which, going, which servers did, of win. Which one did she pick? <laughs> <laughs> or which one did she go for first, I guess? My wife's it? a slut. She went for both. Right? <laughs> the twofer. She's exactly. talented. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Come out to 360 Vegas Vacation 3. I'll give you the whole long story background. But, yeah, dynamite knockout service uh, win. You know, she's actually said to me, you know, if you would have sent a letter explaining exactly what you, you know, what you had done, what your plans were, and how the whole thing played out, she said, I bet you they would have fallen all over themselves to oh, try yeah. to right that wrong, because you, you took something that is, hopefully, a one-time experience in anyone's life, right. and literally fucked it up with cheesecake. I mean, <laughs> Why didn't the server just grab the ring out of the box, shove it into the cheesecake, and right. go, there's a surprise in there. Eat up, bitch. Right. <laughs> like, oh, it's so romantic. <laughs> nah. That's it for the news. We do have some prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. This is the part so of the show we're waiting for. <laughs> you may need to look for the bits and or the pieces. Right. <laughs> All right. First up, clothing retailer Kitson announces that they are closing all of their 16 retail stores as well as their online store. So why do we care? <laughs> well, we don't. But they have a location in the link promenade, so we are at least going to report that. But there is no word when this will close, but the company did say that they are discussing passing the brand to interested parties. I don't know who would be interested in right, yeah. that. I, I don't really care. Don't even recognize the name. It's one of those places that I, I when they opened it, it's right up there with the Polaroid fucking store. And some of these things are like, why is this here? Hmm. Kitson's one of those ones. I'm like, why is this here? Although Kitson may be actually where I got that beer makes me awesome shirt. <laughs> I'm not sure. No, because that wasn't clothing. That wasn't just clothing. You got that in the, the one store in the corner that also had the other. Right, but I think Kitson's kind of weird like that. I could be wrong. But that's how unmemorable Kitson is. If it isn't that place, that's how unmemorable it is. I don't think it is. I think it's something else. MGM announced that they will continue to reinvest in renovating Luxor's LAX nightclub. The focus is to find that void between EDM and hip-hop, cater to locals, and offer a great experience without costing an arm and a leg. That void apparently includes Vanilla Ice, because he will be the first host of the club's <laughs> revamped Throwback Thursday lineup. You know, it's funny. When I initially read that story, those are, those are literally from two different stories. When I initially read that story, I'm like, all right, all right. So you guys might be finally finding a niche. I, although I didn't forget that Tropicana also tried to find that exact niche, and it didn't work. But I was like, all right, all right, LX, LAX. I'm, I'm born and saw this other story. Like, oh, the revamp includes me. <laughs> so, no, this isn't for us. Yeah, he hasn't pissed anybody off over the years. <laughs> it isn't clear how long this offer will be good, but Circus Circus shared that you can get 50% off your Lyft ride using the promo code MGM50. I'm sure Lyft riders are loving that. <laughs> They're Lyft mad. I, I actually, when um, Jen and I checked into the Planet Hollywood, that came, you know, that little packet, that key card packet that you get when you yeah, check yeah, in. Yeah. 
there was a coupon in there for a free lift ride. You just had to use like, you know, PHO 50 as the, as the code in your, in right. your app. So if you're paying, uh, I mean, talk about getting fucked over eight ways from Thursday. Not only are you staying at Circus Circus, but you still have to pay 50% of your lift ride to get the fuck out of there. Right. <laughs> wow, that's, that's quite the kick in the Did you guys try any, uh, any, any ride hailing services while you were there? We didn't. No, Tell we. Me. Okay, Mark. <laughs> we hired a private car to take us from the airport to the hotel, and then to pick well, us up from the hotel listen, and take us back. Listen, aren't you, no one, aren't you snobby? Yeah, no one, no one's gonna, no one's gonna bitch about that, Tony. I apologize. I didn't, I didn't realize you were, you were strutting on that trip. It's, it's cute that you think I'm middle class. <laughs> not sitting in some dirty old stinking oh. taxi or some oh. random car that you hail on an app. Right, I know. Professional driver. What is this Did vehicle in which I called via my smartphone? You you dirt beneath my feet. Wait, wait, Tony, Tony. Did your driver have a little chauff- chauffeur's cap? My chauffeur was an interesting fellow. <laughs> oh, Tony, 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 stop dancing around it. Did he or did he not have a chauffeur's cap? Uh, here, that's cute that you think I make eye contact with these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in rare form. He's good. Right? He's good. <laughs> Let's see here. So the Bellagio's casual counter service restaurant called Snacks, it's reopened at the property after completion of a renovation that included adding a touchscreen menu terminal, and that can be used instead of ordering at the actual cash register. Snacks is open daily from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. by the sports book, uh, as well as the poker room at the property. But this also deals with those sniveling little bitches that want $15 an hour. What? <laughs> yes, but I don't have to interact with them other than to get my food. <laughs> looking for the silver lining here, Tony. I'm looking for it. Oh, no, no. You, you, you must, must have misunderstood my point. Go ahead and complain about not getting $15 an hour for minimum wage. Mm-hmm. I figured out a way we can address that. Oh, yep. Oh, see, now I love you again. Well, not that I didn't love you. Now I love you more is, is where I was going with that. Yes, I agree with you. Like, computers make are better than humans. Yeah, because when I say I want a cheeseburger with no pickle, guess what happens? <laughs> Don't piss me off, guy in the back. We'll fucking replace you, too. No, look at it this way. At least you know if you want a cheeseburger with no pickle, and you make sure that you put it incorrectly on the screen... You it's know, on you guy in the back that's exactly. fucking it up, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. You we can have. Well, I, I assure you, we can build cars with fucking machines. I promise, a burger is just—it's not far along. How are we not there yet? Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's coming. Because <laughs> the equipment's too expensive. Right, <laughs> it's coming. A man was shot and killed by his wife in their hotel room at the plaza on Christmas Eve. At 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 a, at a property in which we don't want to discuss. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually going to <laughs> This is factual. This is factual. We're reporting facts. Sorry, Plaza. <laughs> hey, my wife's all about it. She's like, hell yeah. Right. <laughs> Please continue. Call the shining. Blame it on them. <laughs> this happened on Christmas Eve following an argument that they had, the subject of which is unknown. Well, because he's dead, and she probably won't tell you the truth anyway. It was so. probably... You're going to have to edit this, but it was probably the decision to stay at the plaza over Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's based on previous experiences, not current experiences. Plus, yes, <laughs> but not current. <laughs> Just previous. And I assure you, like, if, if there are people around the radio are going, fuck this guy. Like, we made this huge announcement, and then they're going to be like, uh, we now need to officially announce that Plaza told us to officially go fuck ourselves, and we have been banned from the property. <laughs> yeah. Plaza has begun a multi-million dollar renovation to their pool area. And one particular hotel room. <laughs> This is what you signed up to work with. You probably should have done your homework. <laughs> the broad, <laughs> although, although, <laughs> to their defense, Derek Stevens has gotten on board. So they're like, listen, if he'll fucking deal with this fucking asshole, <laughs> like it's a new world. People that insult us are, are still valuable, apparently. <laughs> and yet, it's still more sanitary than a Caesar's property. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very true statement. Oh. <laughs> Truth hurts. You've, you've got Mark literally like grabbing his side over here because he's laughing. Well, laughing and coughing. Yeah, but, truth hurts. It's yeah. good. Uh, anyway. The uh, project calls for new cabanas, day beds, eating space, bars, live entertainment, and gaming. It is expected to reopen in time for summer. Hazmat suits, $20 extra. <laughs> no, that's what the chlorine's for in the water. That's right. Oh. Kills everything. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> the ultimate detoxin. So Vegas Eater is reporting that Giordano's Chicago-style deep dish pizza will open Bally's Grand Bazaar shops in 2016. This is complete with a bar and an outdoor seating space. And for those of you that are unaware, this is the pizza that has the toppings inside it and the sauce on the top. Mmm. It's not bad. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird mostly because with most of my ex-girlfriends, I've left the sauce on the top. So <laughs> Because that's because there's never stop, anything stop. In, in the inside. That, that's a trick. You, you don't want to leave anything inside. Just stop. Leave the sauce on the top. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and speaking of Jokesters Comedy Club, apparently Tony needs to audition, <laughs> is opening at Bally's on January 14th. However, the website currently does not have it listed, so we have no idea where it will be located within the property. <laughs> that's how you drive, drive traffic. <laughs> For the third straight year, Las Vegas broke its own attendance record, drawing over 42 million people, not including those who attended the New Year's festivities. So clearly all those resort fees, long-hauling cabbies, 6-5 blackjack, and all the stupid shit idiots like us complain about is really hurting the Vegas tourism market. <laughs> no wonder they don't listen to any of us. This is an outrage. They're like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. People still vacation yeah, here. Do you yeah. know? Do you know how much this bottle of booze costs us? 12 cents. 12 cents. That fucking idiot just paid 400 for it. Go fuck yourself. You know what this reminds me of? This is uh, proverbially the scene from Casino where they're talking about that uh, the particular restaurant that um, Joe Pesci's character 
Tony Splatro in real life, but I, I, I forget the movie character's name. Yeah, yeah. He owns the restaurant, and the cops come in, and as they're making up the sandwiches, they hawk a loogie inside the sandwich, wrap it up, give it to the cops, and they're like, oh, thanks for coming in. Man, you guys are always good here. You're always good here. Well, yeah, because you're eating a spit sandwich. Right. That's essentially what is going on exactly with the tourist. 42 million yeah. people proverbially had spit in their sandwiches. They paid for their resort fees and their long hauling. What a great analogy, because it really is the people like us that adore the city, that it's like, why are we getting fucked here? We've been frequenting you multiple times a year. Why is it that you're fucking completely bailing on us? Because you keep coming back. Yep. Yeah, I know. Exactly right. right. Like, we can do anything to you idiots. You can't You can't help yourself. You're mainlining us, man. Nothing we do is going to change. <laughs> but here, and here's the Here's an interesting observation. So congratulations, Vegas. Indeed, you have broken your own attendance records. You are doing better than you were pre-Great Recession. That's a great point. So how the fuck about you come back and give us our goddamn same rates and offers that you were giving us before the Great Recession and quit bending us over? That's a great point. Right. Again, because we keep because paying we keep paying for it. it. Yeah, that's the problem. But like, going, how dare you, sons of bitches? Here's my money. All right, so let's talk about. Uh, speaking of to be quick. insects, okay. let's talk about another leech. Robin Leach is reporting <laughs> that an unnamed hotel company, although he clarified it wasn't Caesars, is looking to compete with MGM's new 20,000 seat arena. Uh, This would be with land just off the strip, and it's currently doing a feasibility study on the idea of building a 100,000-seat stadium similar to what the Dallas Cowboys currently play in. Now, should this study support the concept, this unnamed hotel company claims they would be able to self-fund construction and vowed it, it would be the most luxurious stadium in North America. Okay. There's no professional sports team. Let, actually, let, let's just rule this out. It has to be baseball or football, right? That's the only people that could that could do anything close to 100,000. Football, let's be honest. Well, no, it would have to be football or soccer. No. Well, not soccer. Not in the okay. United States. Not in the U.S. Baseball or football. football is all you baseball have. That's your, no, that's baseball your doesn't come anywhere close. You're fucking full of shit. Baseball. I know you I know you hate baseball. No, I'm not. You're fucking full of shit. You wanna, okay, you keep going, and I'll look up what the average size of a stadium is, and I will guarantee you it's 70 not 70 to 80,000. Bring it on. Six, 50 to 60. Yeah. Which is the same as an NFL stadium. Regardless, the point is you don't have a professional team of any sort in, in your market. A 100,000-seat stadium? I, 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 I would love to see the results of this feasibility study if it doesn't say anything short of, are you fucking high? Are you fucking high? What do you got? So you said 70 to 80? Yeah. Your biggest. Uh, obviously, I'm skewing biggest. This is Vegas. They're going to try and be the biggest they can possibly be. Let's see. So the first one, largest that I come across, Dodger Stadium in L.A. seats 56,000. All right, football. Now flip to football. We have 56. You made your point. It's more than uh, that's that's half. No, I was saying baseball stadiums. You're okay. Like, you're okay. like football or baseball. No, but, I'm like but, football. But the, the argument being that football isn't much better, so so do the, do the football analogy. I didn't make that argument. You you did. D- no. Please, you said football or baseball. I'm like, baseball? You're crazy. Uh, okay, so you made an argument and I made an argument. You implied. You, I never said you football have, could do it. You have clarified yours. Please do the research that would confirm whether I am uh, or whether you're right and, and I'm wrong. 
clearly I was wrong in the baseball thing, but were you wrong in the football thing? And by the way, the NFL has no interest in moving into the Las Vegas market. Everyone that I'm looking at now, the smallest one that I've seen is 68,000. So it's still uh, like 100,000. You're basically talking about... A football stadium. Well, you're ba- no, no, no. It's not, even, like, it's not even a pro team, Karen. We're now talking Michigan, Ohio State. Fucking, we're talking monstrous stadiums. Oh, wait, so hold on. Arlington, so... so Texas State. They actually call it AT&T Stadium. Right, right. Only seats 80. Right. So, yeah. Oh, so you can find another 20,000 20, people. And you don't have a professional or a major college stadium. Uh, yeah, team. Uh, yeah, there's no way this thing works. I can't. I cannot wrap my hand. They're like, for the larger venues, like, what fucking large? What are you talking about? It's ridiculous. So more than a year after it was originally reported to be coming, then reported to be dead, then reported to be coming again, Wahlburgers has recently been approved for their construction permit to build in Valley's Grand Bazaar. No word on when construction will begin or when completion is expected. Aria has replaced the clunky tech they were so proud of upon opening with a tablet in every room specifically designed to handle all the gadgets found within, as well as room service, booking for various property perks, and most things you would have to use the phone for in the past. It was officially announced that T-Mobile has paid for the naming rights for the Las Vegas arena. There was also some talk about some special perks being offered to T-Mobile customers in the form of seat upgrades, early access to tickets, and premium VIP access. That lasts one year tops, right? Oh, yeah. One year tops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because let's be honest, people who are using T-Mobile right. are the highest quality <laughs> users to begin with. Just to be clear, I have a T-Mobile account purely for my Craigslisting. So... <laughs> Wow. I, I don't, I, I'm, yeah, no, a year at most. <laughs> hmm. And it's also being reported that Fountain Blue has found a buyer and the deal will be done in the next 60 days. There is still no word on who the buyer will be. Nah, that's cool. I I am excited that if, if that could be a thing, if it's really somebody that's interested in building on the skeleton, that could be cool. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The idea of, I know it was highly speculated that that thing would be destroyed as opposed to completed was heartbreaking. I mean, whether you like that building or not, how do you build the tallest building in Las Vegas? And I'm like going, yeah, it didn't work. We're just going to kill this thing. Like, oh, I mean, the Harmon's one thing, but for fuck's sake, just try. Can you try? Well, I mean, the difference between the Harmon and this is that the Harmon was actually, you know, could kill you. I know, right? right. Exactly. This one is structurally sound, just not complete. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, John Fogarty is at the Venetian. Shows start at eight dollars. <laughs> they should start. At. They should start at eight dollars. <laughs> shows start at eight p.m. Tickets start at sixty dollars. Now, have we talked about? John Fogarty was apparently a part of 
Creedence Clearwater Revival, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that's his kind of, sort of, like, claim to fame. Yeah. Because I did a quick Amazon search of best of John Fogarty. Actually, I, I, sh- I, I kid you not, guys. The That's cute. That's cute. I've been dropping the F-bomb all night, and then when I s- want to say the word shit, I change it to, you know, I, I kid you not. Um, <laughs> yay priorities. So he's got a... A CD out. It's called Best of John Fogarty hyphen the Millennium Collection. Yeah. Now, my initial reaction is to think, I don't know what is Millennium about this collection other than the guy's got to be close to a thousand years. <laughs> you tell me a 23-year-old that's ever heard of John Fogarty. But I'm going <laughs> through his quote-unquote best of, and it's just him recycling a bunch of Credence Clearwater revival Music, like, like there are some things that are under his his name only. Like, um, and forgive me if these are if these are record breakers that I've never heard of. But there is Centerfield, and that's the album version. Let's be clear. Right. Uh, Hot Rod Heart. No, jump, jump, jump in, jump in when you. No, no, that's the first one I'm familiar with. That's the that's the whole baseball one. That's the kid one. Southern Streamline. I don't know. No. Deja vu, and then yep. in parentheses all over again, in case you didn't know what deja vu meant. <laughs> Although, Actually, ironically song... enough, the next song is called Premonition, which would make you think you already should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> and then some other song called Almost Saturday Night. So, uh, yeah, kids, you go ahead and jump in with your $60 that's burning a hole in your pocket. That's 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 good use of your money. I, I assure you, the word kids. And the people who are buying those tickets aren't frequently paired together. <laughs> the best part is the people buying the tickets still think they're kids. They're like, oh, yeah, he came out with this CD. My bell bottoms. Nice. All right, I'm sorry. Let's go back to Sean. Uh, oh, tell me about what's going on on Friday. Well, thank you for that wonderful intro, Tony. On My Friday, pleasure, Erica Badu is performing at the Brooklyn Bowl. Show starts at 9.30 p.m. and tickets start also at 60 bucks. Norm MacDonald is at the Orleans. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at 44. And the Guess Who are at the Golden Nugget. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 101. How the fuck are the guests of those three? The Guess Who is the one pulling in a Hyundai. <laughs> well, because I'm guessing they're a Who tribute band. No, they're not. That's a real band. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's a real band. Okay. <laughs> Saturday, Sticks are performing at the Pearl of Palms. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $54. And finally, Sunday, Warren G. and Crazy Bone are at the Brooklyn Bowl. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at, appropriately, $25. I know, right? No one's going to argue with that price point. But like, that's about right. Yeah. If, it's one of those things where if I'm there, I'm like, yeah, well, I lose less at the video point. <laughs> See how far this twenty-five dollars will last me. Although, although you got to think, uh, uh, Nate Dog is dead. So what, what is that? It's just going to be a recording. So it's yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe twenty bucks should more, more appropriate. I don't know who Nate Dog is, <laughs> <laughs> but I assume he was probably originally with Crazy Bone. No. no. Oh, wow, no. you had a 50-50 shot there, buddy. He was with Warren G. They had a huge hit song in the nineties called Regulators. Regulator. Oh, it was huge. Everybody knew it, but everybody yeah. minus Tony. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to listen to Phil Collins. <laughs> I know, All Crazy right, well, Bone. Hold on. And, and, and we're, we're going to give Tony a little musical education. 
Oh, Crazy right. Bone was a member of Bone Thugs and Harmony. It was and or is, depending and on the tour. Yeah. <laughs> I have heard of that. Yeah. Oh, right. Score one for Tony. They're from East 99, which I, 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 I was close to, or I, I was aware of, or I lived in the vicinity of. I.e., the band was from Cleveland, the group, the rappers were from Cleveland. There, there were many blocks in between them and I, but I knew in which the area they spoke of. So it it's made kind me. Kind of like if you lived in the um, the fancy suburb of Gross Point. <laughs> oh my God, in that's Detroit, awesome. But, okay, so now I'm you on know board. Go ahead, where Eight Mile Road is for Eminem grew up. Just to put that in perspective for you as a Michigander. That's okay. What Karen is saying is that we were up on middle class, and I was like, I am aware of where these gangsters and poor people live. Yeah, and like you have some connection with <laughs> them. I know where they are. I have seen a street sign that references the area in which they say they live. <laughs> I many a time have been on 8 Mile and made gang signs with my hand. <laughs> In broad daylight, when I knew nobody was around, so they wouldn't come after my car. It was awesome because at first they wanted to shoot me, but then I was like, this is better than Schlitz malt. This is actual scotch. You should try it. <laughs> Tony made a friend. That's right. Oh, oh it's funny because it's true. <laughs> All right. So don't forget that you can find links to purchase these tickets to any of the artists that we report on our coming attraction calendar. Actually, you know what? If you buy any tickets to these artists, please tweet me and let me know. I literally <laughs> want to know who's going to see these hey, shows. Hey, Sticks, come on. I would sticks. Buy, okay. I, you would right. be first Calm in line down. for Sticks. Holy cow, keep it in your pants. <laughs> I was about to say, if you see anybody, Sticks would be the one person that I think would be a good use. Yeah, for. I mean, it's 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 minus, and his name's escaping me, but it's it's minus that guy. The crazy one. Yeah, the crazy one. With the blonde hair. But from my understanding, don't they have like a journey type guy that sounds exactly like him? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll work. That's fine. Well, hang on. I'm I'm looking up Erica Badu on the Google Images. Oh, she's got that. She's got that one song that is awesome. Yeah, Tyrone. Oh, so great for her that she's still pulling sixty. Good for her. You think she's sixty years old? No, No, idiot. She's making sixty dollars a ticket. Oh. I was going to say, she looks damn good for being No, she's got to be our age tops. Oh, yeah. Oh, then that changes things. It's, I'm going to just say not nearly as hot. Okay, Sue, <laughs> let's go on to playing Vegas. And this is where I pause because I'm not sure where you want to put the music. If That's I'm exactly gonna... what you should do. And then playing Vegas is the portion of the show. Do I want me to say it like that? Playing Vegas is the portion of the show where we share with you touring acts and artists performing next week in Vegas. I do now. <laughs> so let's talk about what's playing uh, playing Vegas this week. This is a portion of the show where we share with you touring acts and artists that are performing next week in Vegas. First up, David Allen Greer and Tommy Davidson. Uh, they are playing at Treasure Island Friday, February 12th. Show starts at 9 p.m. and tickets start at Four dollars? Seriously? Is that, that real? That can't. There's no way that's right. It's got to be forty. Probably forty dollars. Yeah. Talk about a '90s callback. Hey, remember us? We used to be on the black version of SNL. <laughs> and now give us four dollars. Right. <laughs> you know what? They just can't. They just can't get through that. Uh, can't break. Lock. Hang on. I'm gonna. No. No. Yes. That's where I'm going with it. Let me. I don't want to fuck this up. You got If I'm gonna be offensive, I want to get it right. Go for it. 
they just still can't break through that white glass ceiling. Oh. <laughs> and here comes the hate mail. All right. <laughs> and Joe Coy is performing at Treasure Island on Friday, March 18th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $44. Wanda Sykes is performing at Treasure Island Friday, April 15th. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $53. I can honestly tell you I would pay $53 to see Wanda Sykes. I think that woman is so damn funny. I agree. I everything about her. She's good stuff. Pitbull is performing at the Access Theater at Planet Hollywood every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday starting March 12th through March 26th. Shows start at 9 p.m. and tickets start at $40. I, he, he's just the guy that I'm like, VD, right? Nothing but VD. He, he's right. It seems like about every, let's just say, six to seven-ish years, you get the, the new guy that comes in that you just assume has got to have VD. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, and I don't necessarily dislike any of his music, but it all seems to be like, oh, I fuck everything that I can find. Yeah, like, oh, it's thrown at me like, so you're... A, he's a rapper. They all do. Yeah. Well, he doesn't rap really, about guns and gangs. No, I wouldn't know. Oh, he's, no, I, wouldn't. I don't know what he is. He, no, he reminds me, and, and this is unfortunate because this, the minute we get done podcasting, my wife's going to be like, well, duh, of course you were talking about, and then fill in the blank of the guy that I can't <laughs> think of. But there was somebody, uh, Colin F- Colin Farrell? Farrell? Yes. That you assumed about seven years ago. Oh, yes. I, I, I assure you, Colin Farrow yeah. is oh, diseased. Got some kind of disease. Oh, yeah. God, yes. And finally, <laughs> Ryan yeah. Adams is performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan on July 2nd. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at 32 bucks. Every time I, and I don't, I don't dislike Brian Adams, but thank you, South Park, because every time I see it, I always think, hey, hey the Canadian government has apologized multiple times for Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it for playing Vegas. Listen, I think that's going to do it for the rest of us. This is, (laughs) shit, what's the episode number? (laughs) They blur into each other, let's be honest. It's really just one awesome two-hour experience after another. (laughs) No, no, literally, I don't know what the, it out because I don't know the. 187. 187, all right. If you're on the iPad, it's the title of the document. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, then that's going to do it for episode 187. He's gone. Thank you for listening and downloading. Tony, Tony, it's the title of Document. Technology that has been around for at least 30 years. What titles? That's going to do it for episode 187. Thank you for listening, downloading, and we really appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so by going to the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show via (laughs) PayPal. Like, I don't understand, everyone. dude. We've been giving you thousands of dollars to PayPal. Like, what the fuck is PayPal? <laughs> Yay, golden showers. <laughs> All right. So you can support the show via PayPal donations, buying stuff from our merchandise store, such as Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas, or going to Vegas.com. You can also help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you would like to send us some feedback, either written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. 
Where... <laughs> you can hear it in my voice. Oh, absolutely. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Where can people find you, sir? You can find me both at Tony Snyder or at Vice Lounge OL. My bride. I am at Karen Mark. All right. That's all we got for you this week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>